once the process of setting up an event is automated, the cleansing of an event is automated up to the point of exception, the point of decision becomes how should we elect? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Asian Banking and Finance's podcast series in partnership with Smart Street. My name is Simon Hyatt. I am the contributing editor of ABF, and I will be your host today. In the previous episode, we tackled the challenges that asset servicing operations face in managing corporate action events, which require sharing information and involve multiple intermediaries and how a digitally optimized approach is necessary for asset servicing operations. SmartStream offers corporate action solutions to enable automation and increase operational control. These solutions are used by custodians, banks, asset managers, and hedge funds to address the challenges and risks associated with asset servicing operations. Here with us again joining the discussion is Adam Cottingham, Global Head of Asset Servicing, SmartStream, out of London. We heard from Adam in the previous episode as we explored the world of asset servicing and look at the benefits of a digitized approach. And in this episode, we'll walk through in-depth insights into what's ahead for asset servicing. Here with us again joining the discussion is Adam Cottingham, Global Head of Asset Servicing SmartStream out of London. We heard from him in the previous episode as we explored the world of asset servicing and as such, the benefits of a digitized approach. And in this episode, we'll walk through in-depth insights into what's ahead for asset servicing. If you don't mind, I'd like you to discuss the percentage of businesses in the industry that are now shifting toward automation. What trend are you seeing there? Is it accelerating at a great rate? We are busy because the market, I haven't seen the market busier than it is right now. So that is RFPs, looking at new approaches, looking at replacing legacy um, operating systems across all manners of firms. So in the buy side, in the sell side, and within custody. We're also seeing activity from large organizations that are looking that are looking to take on a second project to further improve their operations processes and small organizations as well. This activity is 100% across the board. So many firms are looking to invest. And the way that they're looking to invest is some are looking to buy technology and some are looking to buy technology and services. Principally, larger firms are looking to buy business process outsourcing as well as technology. I see you interesting. And of course, that's where SmartStream comes to the table and why we're speaking to you today, Adam. In your own opinion, sir, what are the external and internal pressures that may affect the transition of companies in their automation journey? And what do you think are the, the, the major and maybe the, the less significant pressures? The challenges in the marketplace are around the way that you can integrate a counterparty network to be able to process these events across it. For that, you need consistent industry standards. And whether that be 1502 or 20022, we are seeing a strong move towards 20022 as well. And that's a new standard and not everyone is ready for that. 
There's also underneath these standards, regional processing differences and making sure that there's flexibility in the way that you implement a new process to be able to accommodate all of these deviations is very, very important. And then there's also the acknowledgement that corporate actions is seasonal, mandatory events you look at have highly automated and voluntary events you look at manual checkpoints on. And so you need to be able to have ways of managing these volume increases. At an operational level, you're looking to have a timely and complete process, and you're looking to be able to facilitate deadlines through this process, whether they be internal or external, to be able to make sure that your process is timely and completed on time. You're looking to be able to apportion different position types, different balance types traded and settled, and be able to reconcile across that and your associated deposits. All of these challenges are critical and none of them can be ignored. And a lot of them are measured as operational markers of workload, level of automation, staff knowledge, and the associated tooling to be able to enable these things to be deployed efficiently within an operation. Thanks very much for all of those points, Adam. Can you summarize perhaps question number four for us? What are the external and internal pressures that we've been talking about? Can you perhaps put that into a, a pricey for our listeners? So it comes down ultimately to how fit for purpose are the services and the technology to be able to achieve a relevant total cost of ownership. So key is finding the appropriate tooling that is able to be affordable for all participants in corporate actions. So whether it be a small asset manager or a large custodian, they are all acutely aware of their budgets and the problems are common, the solutions are common, and they need to be affordable. Also important in the way that gets wrapped up is the return on investment. It's these projects can't last for years anymore. They have to be quicker and they have to be more standardized to be able to make sure that these optimizations and automations are achieved within a short time frame. Thanks very much, Adam. Very interesting. Now, let me ask you, how will the mission of corporate actions teams change once there is more automation? It's a little bit of a crystal ball question, but would like to hear your thoughts about what you see for the immediate future. The operation should be shifting from administrative roles in moving data around and moving it towards more of an advisory role on how to best make decisions around corporate events. So once the process of setting up an event is automated, the cleansing of an event is automated up to the point of exception, the point of decision becomes how should we elect and why should we elect in certain ways? and then reviewing historical elections to make sure that those outcomes have been optimized. That can be extended to how should we trade around given corporate action events that are in flight to be able to maximize our returns. That's the way that we see optimization of operations once the administrative burden has been remediated by um, automation and effective tooling. And it really just ties automation and optimization to ROI in the bottom line, doesn't it, Adam? Yeah, it's a way of making the operation more effective and more efficient and then optimizing the business as well. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about risks. 
what do you think might be the potential risks of shifting to a digitally optimized approach? And what perhaps are the ways of managing or mitigating those risks in your opinion? What we've seen is organizations struggling with the way in which their operation is going to change. So understanding what the as-is state of a manual operation is an important benchmark to be able to improve it. Having that management oversight is critical. And then having a goal of where you want to be in the future so that you can plot your journey of how to get there. That has certain dimensions to it, such as moving from a batch end-of-day process into real-time technology where the data is moving in flight. Operationally, that changes. We don't have to wait. We get told straight away and we see more changes as they come. So your operation will change shape. Your view of your exceptions will change. And done correctly, that means that you'd be able to achieve a much more automated process intraday that is very transparent. For a lot of firms, that is a mind shift and requires proper thought processes and planning to be able to achieve. And that's where having the correct team in place, having the correct amount of knowledge, and then the correct partner to be part of that team is so important. That's fantastic, Adam. Okay, we've spent some time talking about trends and challenges, risks, and the pathway and the journey that you need to take in order for organizations to be where they want to be in the near future. Now it brings me to our carte blanche question for you to tell me a little bit about SmartStream. How can your organization manage its clients in successfully achieving automation control within their businesses? We've touched a little bit on the importance of knowledge. SmartStream has a rich SME team that are asset servicing specialists. They understand this transition journey and they understand how best to optimize it. They've standardized this journey as part of a model client configuration, which is a key tool to be able to achieve ROI. And in establishing the foundations of what this journey needs to be and its different pathways, they've be built out complete tooling to be able to achieve this, which is an important foundation of total cost of ownership. It's important that the knowledge, the team, and the tooling is complete to be able to achieve automation. It's important that the tooling is flexible and the um, team understands edge cases to be able to onboard individual client nuances. A key example of this is we are seeing organizations wanting and key custodians wanting to move away from 15022 to 20022. Only being able to achieve that is by 2025, which is the key target date for a lot of these organizations to have onboarded 2022, means that you need to have all of the 2022 foundations for a process in place, and you need to be able to achieve that within that timeline. And SmartStream is geared towards doing that in a cost-effective way for its clients. Absolutely, Adam, and thank you very much for speaking to us today. Brings us to a close for this podcast today in our series with SmartStream. But Adam, I'd like to ask you one more quick question. If our listeners today were to forget all of your wise words, what would be in a one or two sentence statement, a take-home message? What would be your thoughts on a take-home message containing information that you would not want listeners to forget? 
Automation is key, but risk is everything. Making sure that you understand the risks in your operation, where you failed previously, and finding a technology and service partner to be able to help you to alleviate those risks in the future is what this is about. There are providers that can do this, and it isn't as expensive as it has been in the past. And so there's no reason to not start your projects now. Adam, thanks very much for joining us today. We hope to have you back on the pod in our future episodes. Music